0: to get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot MakeYourBed. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day build momentum, and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Like I mentioned briefly yesterday, I am a big fan of doing a nightly tidy up before I go to bed every night as a form of closing duties where I go around and set up for success for my next day. And since that has become its own independent activity... I find that that's one of the first things to go if I'm feeling rebellious or a little depressed or just not vibing with my normal routine. So as a result, I started integrating a more tidy-as-I-go strategy, and I've immediately noticed how much time it saves me, how much stress it saves me, and how much better of a system in general it is for me and my personality type. I've mentioned before that when I cook, I try to wash dishes while I go, and any pots that I have to leave to soak. I try to get done before the next meal so I have a clean sink. And in general, I try to have a space for everything so that everything has a place to be put quote unquote away so that I actually know where to put things when I'm like, oh, I need to tidy and put these things away. There's an immediate connection to where that will go. And honestly, by having spaces for things and recognizing what little space I have in my apartment, it's made me really considerate of the way that I buy things, actually, and the way that I think about where it's gonna go when I do take it home. I consider if it'll fit in the bin I already have, or if I'm willing to invest in a new, bigger bin, or whatever. And a lot of the times, this stops me from impulse buying, which was a real big problem for me when I was younger, and it's something I've progressively gotten better at because of tactics like this. And I feel like I'm constantly downsizing and organizing and revamping the boxes and the bins, but for the most part, if it's not something I use every single day, or it's not the most aesthetically pleasing, I try to make sure I have a space for that stuff that's still accessible and still easy to get to, but not in my face. I've mentioned in past episodes how important the touch-it-once rule has been to me, too, instead of putting things in different piles or bringing it in from the mailbox just to sit on the table for a week, I try my best to get it done right now and put it where it belongs in the moment. And this doesn't work for everybody. My roommate has a place for new letters and things to enter the house and be sorted. And that's a chore that works for her. But because I hate the feeling of things compounding, I choose to open them as they arrive as to not let them compile and just become an overwhelming pile of white noise that I avoid forever. Hers works for her, and mine works for me. Whatever strategy works for you is great, and obviously I'm not always consistent about this. Sometimes I don't have the time to open the envelope and deal with what's inside right away, and the pile of bills on my counter sometimes does pile up. And sometimes I'll grab one or two at a time and chip away at it slowly, and other times I'll sit down and go through it all at once. But for the most part, by making going to the mailbox a whole process that includes opening the mail on the way back, and dealing with whatever's inside before I set it down, it's something that doesn't pile up on my shoulders and become an emotional liability for me later as something that I have to do. Because I already did it in the moment. And for some reason it feels faster when I do it that way, maybe because I add a lot of time for existential dread when I do things at my own pace. Plus... I have started to realize that some chores just don't have as much of a natural ebb into the it's time to tidy now type moment, but i found systems that work for me with those too. To me, it comes down to the classic, I gotta stop thinking about it and I just gotta start doing it. Whenever I stop ruminating about all the shit I need to get done, and I simply focus on chipping away at it as I come across it, I realized the power in doing shit right away. I highly suggest you get into the practice of giving yourself an extra few conscious seconds at the end of each task or segment of your day just to restore everything to its original state or a better state for yourself in the future. Instead of saying, oh, I need to clean my desk tomorrow. Before you leave your desk, tidy it up for tomorrow. Take control of your space by ensuring it functions for you and you'll realize how much weight and power you've been giving to things that really don't deserve it. You can do this by setting up systems that help you create a practice out of tidying that makes it less dreadful of a chore and more of an integral part of the system. I just had this conversation with a partner. Instead of thinking that shaving is just lining your beard up, and you add that extra 30 seconds to clean the hairs off so the rest of us don't have to stare at them when we brush our teeth later. Or if every man I've ever dated long enough to share a bathroom with more than a week would just use the beard cape that suctions to the mirror and catches all the little beard hairs, and they can just shake them off outside where the birds can nest in them, which is always better than having to deal with me cussing about my hairy toothpaste. (laughs) That said, that cape adds another step, right? Albeit a much faster and tidier step, but it's a tool that works. And as someone who loves a clean bathroom and can't stand tiny little facial hairs all over it, The cape was a workaround that worked. And now the main concern is just getting the cape back where it belongs every time rather than just on the floor after it's been used. But to me, that's a way better deal. So a win is a win. Either way, when there are tools that work to help out with things that really suck, I'm all about it. But I'll warn you, as a true sucker for marketing and late night infomercials as a child of the 90s, most tools that they sell to you are more of a hassle than a help. A lot of them are great in theory and terrible in design, but there typically is a workaround for the things you really dread. And there's typically some invention that somebody thought of to make it a little bit easier. So never be ashamed if you've got to seek that out. And if you know of any actual good cleaning tools that really have changed the game, let me know. I miss infomercials. (laughs) I love y'all so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.